Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. A controversial view on the idea of reincarnation will have you going, huh. (laughs) Hopefully, Hopefully it's a little more energetic than that, but it's a weird, it's a weird take. And then we travel to Colorado to take a nice leisurely walk around the Rocky Mountain National Park. So throw on some sunscreen, put on your hiking boots, and grab a backpack full of supplies. But make sure you have enough supplies to last forever. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. I hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing. I hope you guys have some awesome plans for the weekend. I'm trying to think of what I'm doing this weekend. I don't know of anything that's coming out. I I need to go see Expendables 4. I do need to go see that. I've seen the other three in the movie theater. I gotta check this one out as well. (laughs) You can see how high my priorities are. You guys can see what I do on the weekend. But someone who always has an exciting weekend, someone who puts my weekends to shame... As far as excitement goes, running into Dead Rabbit Command right now. Everyone get on your feet and give it up for one of our legacy Patreon supporters, Rolf. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> Wee! Yeah! He's jumping around, rolling around the floor of Dead Rabbit Radio Command. Rolf, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. I truly do. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. Rolf, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the... I just thought about this vehicle yesterday. We've never had this before. Rolf, get ready to hop behind the wheel of the bunny bus. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. Drive us... (laughs) That's just a big car. That's not exciting. Let me guess it's going to make the same sound as the Jason Jalopy. Well, maybe. I haven't figured it out yet. Rolf... Pilot this big bunny bus out of Dead Rabbit Radio Command. We're headed all the way out to Ghana. It's a louder horn. It's the Jason Jalopy with a louder horn. No, we can do a better sound effect than that. The door shutting. All aboard. As people getting on the bus. This is like the longest sound effect. People are getting on the bus. Bus driver, Rolf is waiting for everyone to take their seat. We're headed all the way out to Ghana. I got to give a shout out on our Patreon Discord. This story is brought to my attention by a Patreon supporter named Stay Strapped. Thank you so much. He posted this conspiracy theory. He said that he had seen it somewhere. And I go, that's weird. I got to figure out if that's real. Let's check it out. And I was able to find that there is a core, there is a group of people. I don't know how many. I don't know how prevalent this religion is. 
But apparently in Africa, there is a belief system known as the Yoruba religion. The Yoruba religion. I know there's a Yoruba people. The Yoruba religion, I don't know how widespread it is, but they use um, a text. The sacred text apparently is called the Odu Ifa. And I, I was trying, this is one of those stories that I was trying to do more research on, but I would try to look up the Yoruba religion. It would direct me to something about the people living in a particular region. When I looked up the Odu Ifa, it just kept calling it the Ifa. So there might be some differences here and there with some of this terminology as far as that goes. Everything else really comes out of the mouth of one man, Edward Matolti. Edward Matolti, he has a PhD. I don't know in what, right? In, in writing articles, maybe. There's a website called Modern Ghana, which is like a news website. And in on this website, Edward Mitoli, PhD, wrote this article called Reincarnation, the African Concept of the Afterlife. Very, very interesting take. And as far as Edward is concerned, the only take as far as the view of reincarnation. And and we'll just throw out his thesis right here. And we'll just lay his thesis out right here. When you die, you do reincarnate. There is no heaven per se. The story of Jesus is a myth. The idea of a Christian heaven is a lie. Perpetrated by the Europeans. Reincarnation is what happens when you die. However, the reincarnation that the Hindus speak of, where you move up and down on this ladder of life, depending on the decisions you make in this life, is also false. That is a lie from the Europeans. He said back in, you know, 1800 to 1500 BC, you had the Indo-European people come from Europe. Aryan is kind of the term that's used, the catch-all term. The Aryans came down into India. Aryan in Sanskrit means noble people. They come into India and they changed the belief system. See, according to Edward, at one point, India also had the correct view of reincarnation. But the Europeans came in and said, no, 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 no. If you do poorly in this life, you will go down the tree of life. You may become a stick. You may become a bug. But if you do good, you'll move up. And specifically, as far as this caste system goes, you can move up the higher levels. Eventually, if you're good enough citizens of India, you could become one of us. You could be reincarnated as a white person. You can be one of the nobles. And Edward goes, it's false. That is 100% false. While that might be the most popular form of the theory of reincarnation, that if you do poorly in life, you are punished 
as a bug or whatever, or just maybe just you're doing middle class in this life. You do poorly. You make bad decisions. You hurt people. You'll be poor in the next one. You can move down just the human ladder. You're not always going to become a dung beetle. Like, oh man, you cheated on a test. You're like, well, not moving up this time. You blow your brains out. You're like, I'll be a dung beetle for a while. And then I'll not cheat on a test again. You might just drop down a little bit, but he goes, that's not how it works. He goes, that is another lie perpetrated by the Europeans. Christianity is a lie perpetrated by the Europeans. They came into Africa to tell us that if we do good in this life, we can and believe in their God. We can go to heaven. He goes, it's a trick. It's all a trick. There's only one way to reincarnate. This is fat. This is absolutely fascinating theory. And again, thank you, Stay Strapped. I had never heard of this before. According to Edward, you will reincarnate when you die. But there is no ascension. No matter how good you are in this life, no matter how many lives you've lived, and you're just become a better and better and better person with all the experiences and all this knowledge of this old soul. No matter how good you are, when you die, you will always be reincarnated back onto Earth. There is no escaping. There is no you leaving Earth. And, this is the controversial part. This is fascinating. And, not only can you not reincarnate as a bug... You can only reincarnate as the same race that you are now. If you are black, you are always black. And you will always be black. And there is nothing you can do to change that. You will always be a black human. You may be a man, you may be a woman, but you will not become white or Hispanic, or Asian, or Native American, and you never were any of those things. If you are black now, you have always been black since the dawn of time. And your goal is not to become a better person. You're not reincarnating so you, as an individual, are learning lessons and changing your life for the better until eventually you reach enlightenment. No. Your goal is to enlighten and lift up the rest of your race. You cannot achieve enlightenment and escape into paradise, into the pure nirvana. Every other person of your race has to be elevated to that point. They all have to become like Buddha, for lack of a better term. He's not saying Buddha specifically, but they all must be, every member of your race must be enlightened. And then all of you at the same moment will reach nirvana. That is the end of the journey. It is not a singular journey. It is the journey of a race. I'm fascinating. We have so many stories about reincarnation where a little girl can talk about being a Egyptian pharaoh. A little girl in England in set 1970s can be like, Mama, Papa, bring me crumpets like you did when I was a pharaoh. You guys were my reincarnated slaves. No, can't happen. So if you're white, maybe you'll reincarnate. Maybe you used to be a Viking. Maybe you used to be 
some shepherd in France. Maybe used to be a sailor for... Well, here's the interesting thing, because you start to get into things like, what is white? What is considered a white person? What is considered a black person? This is where, again, it gets super controversial. It's super, super controversial where we're going, but this is a belief system. And before we get into that, because that is super fascinating, before we get into that, he he lays out his argument pretty well. Like, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with any of this stuff. I definitely don't agree with where we're going. But he lays everything out. He lays everything out. He even... He's obviously studied this. He believes it, and he's able to go, well, what about this? What about that? And he goes, listen, the thing about reincarnation is people go, that this doesn't seem fair. If I'm doing really, really good, and then I'm just reincarnated back into the same life, the same like level that I am now, then what's the point of doing good? What's the point of living a good life and learning these lessons if I'm not going to reincarnate up? If there's thing that, like, I have to wait till every one of my race reincarnate. Okay, that's whatever, but why should I go out of my way to be good? Why should I go out of my way to make these changes and learn? This is what Edward says about this quote. For Africans, being a good person is not if you follow the Ten Commandments in a book, but about how hard you work to improve the conditions of your people. Thus, if you did this in this life, your reward is that when you reincarnate, your people will be in a better position. If you did not work to improve your people, then when you reincarnate, your people will still be weak. And you're like, okay, so again, I don't agree with this, but from that logic, if you are like, you know what, it's not, it doesn't matter, I'm just going to sit and watch television. If I truly believe this, I'm not going to bust my ass, right? I'm not going to try to be like the Buddha and try to enlighten myself. What's the point? If you're not out there on a daily basis, really, lifting up your race, when you reincarnate, you're going to be in the same position, probably worse off. And it won't just be you, right? If everyone is out there, and you're like, Jason, what does this eventually end in a race war if everybody's doing this? Because he's saying this doesn't just apply to Africans. This is every race. If every race is constantly trying to be better, <laughs> how does this end? How does this end? Again, we'll get to that. He goes, here's the thing. The white people understand this. Edward goes, the white people totally understand this. That's why they've sold us the false goods of Christianity. It's all a lie. The Hinduism, former reincarnation, the Christianity, it's all a lie. And they know it's a lie. And the whites are trying to lift up their people and keep everyone else down. And that's why they are so into generational wealth. They're into passing wealth down to the next generation. So each one is getting more and more enlightened. They have more resources. They can do more things. And he goes, the white people are, are learning that they've, they've been doing this for centuries, if not a millennia. And we're not doing it. We're worshiping. We're going to churches. This, none of this stuff is real. And that's keeping us down. And if you go to church and you tell other people to go to church, when you die, you're going to reincarnate. And your people are going to be in a worse position because you didn't lift them up. You bought into the falsehoods and you sold those falsehoods to your black brothers and sisters. 
Now, this is where it gets controversial. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, what? It wasn't that? It wasn't the race war? Okay, no, it wasn't the it was wasn't the race war, but again, he has an answer for that, and the answer may surprise you. Um, this is the super controversial part. Because here's the thing. He goes, if you are black, you can only reincarnate. You can, I guess you guys kind of you guys kind of feared this was coming. You're like, oh, I'm sure I'll have to address this. If you're black. And you die, you are reincarnated as a black person. He goes, generally, it's by families. Like, you'll see, like, grandpas come back as great-great-grandchildren. A lot of times you'll kind of have this familial or just lineage, even. It's not just the same five people going back and forth, but, like, the the ancestry. You'll have people kind of go through. And the lineage, you know, you obviously have big families and cousins and everything like that. That'll happen. But... I think it's also just generally, he, he, that is a big component of it, but the race in general. He goes, here's the thing, though. If you're a black man and you die, you can only reincarnate as a black person. And most of the time, it's into your own bloodline. And there can be exceptions, but most of the time, it's in your own bloodline. But what if your daughter, who is black, marries a white man and has children that are mixed race. According to Edward, if the child is truly 50% black and 50% white, then one of those souls, either a white soul will be in that child. <laughs> no, guys, I know. Either a white soul... Of the white man's family, the white man's lineage will be reincarnated into that child. Or, a black man or a black person's soul from that side of the lineage into this mixed race child. And he goes, but that's if it's 50-50 and it's never 50-50. He goes, imagine, he specifically used the example of Barack Obama, of President Obama. He said, President Obama was half black, half white. And Michelle Obama was 100% black. So their children were, you know, roughly, I know it can get weird with genetics, but like 75% black. He goes, those two daughters are 100% the soul of a black person went into those daughters. But Barack Obama's half black, half white, and he married a white woman? Her 100% whiteness and his 50% whiteness would guarantee those children would have the souls of white people in them, regardless of what their complexion looks like. He goes, it's about the genetics. He goes, if it's 51%, and that's the way genetics, a lot of times, people are so mixed now anyways. He goes, if it's 51% white and 49% black, there's a white soul in that child. And your black ancestor is now trapped in the void. Your black ancestors and really not ancestors we're talking like grandpas right these are people that you may have known it doesn't have to be long off in the lineage he goes your black relatives can only reincarnate into a black body but if it's 51 percent or more of another race then your grandpa 
is floating around in a void until eventually someone in your family line, however big that is or small that is, has a child who's 51% black. He's basically saying, if you get involved in mixed race relations, he's saying, just so we're clear, he's saying this, not me. He's saying, if you get involved in mixed race relations, your relatives, your dead relatives, will be trapped in the void. And they will be trapped in the void until eventually the child, like down the line, you have a ton of white grandkids. Then in the year 2137, one of these white grandkids dates a black person. And then the lineage starts to go 51% black. Then your grandpa from 1987, who's been floating around this whole time, can then be reincarnated. He's basically saying mixed race relations or a death sentence. Or even worse, you're trapped in the void. And if eventually your family line gets wiped out, then your souls have no place to reincarnate. And I think at a certain point, they can reincarnate into other family lines, but he wasn't specific about that. Maybe that's just me trying to sugarcoat it, possibly, from this, this philosophy that you cannot mix races because you're damning these souls I've read a lot of, obviously, in the conspiracy sphere, a lot of things about anti-mixed-race couples, anti-mixed-race marriages. You come across it all the time in the conspiracy, in the political sphere. This is a first. I've never heard that you'll get damned to the void. You'll be floating around in purgatory until you can tilt that back. Like he's basically saying, don't do this. You're damning your, and here's the thing. Not only are you keeping your loved ones from reentering the world, you're destroying or definitely slowing down the chances of your race reaching this enlightenment level where they can all reach enlightenment, all ascend at the same time. There is no individual ascension here. And don't do mixed race marriage. If I said that enough for YouTube to shut down the podcast, I'm not for it. I'm just saying, this is what he's saying. So, it, and again, like talking about the family, he did have this interesting thing because, again, it's, it's fairly controversial. I think even in Africa, people would be like, Edward, <laughs> Edward, come on, bro. This is pretty messed up. He said, so, you know, he goes, he's answering his own questions or answering questions he thought people would. Ask goes, why would the creator, right? Why would God in whatever form he is, why would the creator be concerned with race? Which is a good question. Which is a really good question. He goes, why would the creator be concerned with race to even use it as a guideline in reincarnation? And he continues on. He goes, for the same reason that the creator is concerned with family. A race is simply the mega family of a people. The creator wants each family to be strong and to do this by making their race slash mega family strong. So this is what it all comes down to, because, of course, the whole time you're thinking race war. Right? You're just like, eventually Jason has to address this. Well, he goes, listen, this has nothing to do with race war. This has nothing to do with race war. He goes, you can elevate your own and admire the fact that other people are able to elevate theirs. He goes, all races should be equally strong. 
and we can all work towards that within our own race. He's not talking about any sort of like crossing the lines or anything like that because all races can be equally strong. We can all ascend in our own way. Now, beautiful thought, but again, I just I did just list all the ways that generally when two groups, whatever they are, religions or races or political factions, you know, gang territory, anything, two real estate developers both trying to corner the market, eventually they're both they both will get strong enough that they're going to have to butt heads. One of them is going to have to back down. It sucks. We see it everywhere. Now, I would assume that if you're one step below enlightenment, maybe you become less aggressive. Naturally, yeah, if you have two competing empires and they're both becoming equally strong and maybe one's getting a little stronger, they'll go to war. We're talking about moving up the spiritual ladder. It's not about one race conquering the others. It's not about an all-out race war. That's not the point. If you do involve, if you do engage in a race war, if anything, that's going to make your whole people fall down the ladder. And you'll be in a weaker position. It's a fascinating look at reincarnation. It's one that I've never heard before. Definitely, I mean, to say it's controversial is uh, pretty <laughs> pretty accurate, right? It's anti-race uh, mixing. and But it's also anti-race wars. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, between the two, I would like to think, and I do think, it's not that I like to think, I, I, I believe that the soul is not, and it, it, people can disagree with this, sure, but I believe that the soul is not linked to the color of your skin. I, I don't think that those two things are connected at all. That's just how, that's what I believe. I think the soul has been around since before this planet was even formed. I think that humans as who we are, are something far more mystical and elevated than just the color of our skin. The same way I would think that if, if you were born into, if you, if you had, if you as a human have really, really good eyesight, you're, you have great eyesight. You can play golf because you can see the shades of green just perfectly as it lays over the grass. It's something that it's a skill that doesn't serve you in any way, but somehow you find yourself to become a good golf player because you have this gift. You have just really, really good eyesight. I don't think your soul had great eyesight. I don't think your soul was like flown around, flown around, be like, nope, his eyes suck. What? Guy doesn't even have eyes. He's floating around, checking out all these wombs, and he goes, oh, here's the soul for me. He has great eyesight just like me. I think the physical body and the soul are completely different things. I'd love the, to believe in the idea of reincarnation. I think it's a great idea. I love it. And I would like the idea of experiencing different lives in different cultures and different races throughout the journey on Earth. But... Very interesting religious view from the side of, no, you can't do that. You're only reincarnated as your race. Rolf, how much time do we have left? We spent a lot of time on that. This time sink story, I really want to save so i'm gonna do this i actually have i just typed this story up today and it's so short and i was even thinking like what where would i be able to use this one i love it rolf let's go ahead and toss you the keys of the carpenter copter we are leaving behind africa 
fly us all the way out to a beautiful home. I gotta preempt this story. I gotta... I guess I don't have to, but... Um... I kind of feel like... Let me give you guys a tip. If you guys are writing about paranormal stuff online... And maybe not. That sounds super specific, but... It's a big thing, because I read... I spend hours a day reading this. And on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I spend eight hours each day just reading stuff. And one of the things that I find is people... In the journalism term, we call it burying the lead. It means... The most important thing is lost in the story. And that's how we're going to start this one off. We're going to meet a young woman. We're going to call her Janet. Don't have her actual name. She said, The house I grew up in was uh, haunted. And she says it was a new house. It was a new house that her family had built uh, probably about 36 years ago. And she says, I lived in it for quite a while. I grew up in the house. And I feel like that house was haunted. I believe the house was haunted by my grandmother. Janet says, when I was seven years old, that's when my grandma passed. And after she had passed away, I would feel her presence still visiting our house. She didn't live with us, but, you know, this is where her family was. She would come and hang out. And she goes, I could tell that she was here because she smoked cigarettes and every so often I could smell the smell of cigarettes. No one else in my family smoked. She goes, sometimes I'd be sleeping and I could feel someone poking the top of my head or I'd be sleeping and I'd feel someone put their hands on mine, like trying to give me some sort of comfort. Sometimes I'd get the feeling, I wouldn't see her, but I'd get the feeling that she was standing by my bed or or standing by the closet. It wasn't always a creepy feeling. But one night I was there and I was all alone. And I heard this huge knock, this huge like BAM on my bedroom door. She goes, it wasn't anyone. Totally freaked me out. I, I, I didn't. I just couldn't deal with it. I actually left the house and went shopping until my sister eventually came home. She goes. Sometimes I would find rubber bands lying around the house, which was a sign of my grandmother. I don't. I don't. She didn't. That's kind of odd. But she says that maybe her grandma used to have a rubber band gun, like to shoot the kids. She said rubber bands would randomly appear. Sometimes I'd have sleep paralysis. Basic haunted house stuff. I'm reading this whole post. And then I get down to this. This is second to the last paragraph. All that stuff. Which, again, unusual. If this is happening to you, this is absolutely terrifying. Terrifying and mystifying and proof of the afterlife and all that stuff. But is a dead rabbit radio worthy? Then I get to this. One day, Janet was in her mother's bathroom. 
She said my mom was asleep at the time and I was using her bathroom. And I'm sitting there on the toilet. Okay, you know this is going to be good, right? You know my bathroom stuff. You know I love bathroom stuff. Not as a fetish. Let's back up. No Nick Bates. She goes, I'm sitting on the toilet in my mom's bathroom. My mom is asleep. My mom's alive. Right? Which is a weird qualifier. But she goes, as I'm sitting in the bathroom, my mom's asleep and alive. In this bathroom, there is a bathroom closet. And I watched the bathroom closet door open up. And out walked my mom. But she was black and white. What? in the world is that like that's that's the first that's the only thing you need that was the only thing you needed in this long post about rubber bands because all while all that stuff again is interesting and i'm sure for janet she posted this online under the name special discount 881710 but that there's that see here's the thing dead rabbit radio me you we are aficionados of the paranormal we've explored the depths we're always looking for the craziest stuff banging doors and smells of cigarettes while cool paranormal for sure a black and white version of a living woman Stepping out of a bathroom closet? Like, how do you even classify that? What is that? Did she talk to it? Did it fully emerge? Did it walk out of the closet and then out of the bathroom? Did it disappear after it stepped out? I mean, some very, very serious questions left unanswered. Second to the last paragraph. A black and white version of her mother walked out of a bathroom closet. I've never come across anything like that before. Never, I as far as I can think of, as far as paranormal goes, we may have seen something interdimensional or alien on this podcast, but even then I'm struggling to remember a black and white. Well, here's the thing. I think it's a ghost, but I don't know what it is. I have no idea what this is. The fact that it's black and white really throws it all for a loop. A black and white version of my mom walked out of the closet. Absolutely bizarre story. And in one aspect, it almost feels like it's a footnote to this episode, right? That's like the last five, ten minutes. Uh, and I, I love the, the first story as well, but this... This encounter is more than a footnote in the world of the paranormal. If this is a true story, if she actually did witness this, this is this might rank up with one of the most bizarre sightings of a whatever it is. I mean, when you can't even classify it, and that's one of the things I love 
covering on this show is stuff that's just so out of the box we can't classify it. Everything else she encountered is pretty typical haunted house stuff. A black and white version of the mom sneaking out of the closet. Oh, and again, that's the question. Was it sneaking? Was it walking proudly? Did it not want to be seen? Was it surprised that Janet was in the toilet? Did it expect her there? Did it? Who knows? Absolutely bizarre. It's one of those stories that's so weird, it's downright creepy. Like, it's even creepier than the normal doppelganger. If you saw what you thought was your mom in the basement trying to get you to come down, right? She's like, hey, I need help setting up my phone in the basement. You're like, okay, mom, I totally know you're a doppelganger. Because you don't hang out in the basement anyways. And I set your phone up yesterday. It took me 45 minutes, remember? Yeah, I know, but I got an email, and I think I got 10 viruses. (laughs) Come on down here, sonny boy. It'd be creepy enough, and and then you hear your mom upstairs being like, Hey, my phone's not working. My phone's not working. Can you come upstairs and fix my phone, sonny boy? And you go, "That's, that's my real mom. That'd be creepy enough, but if your mom's black and white, you're like, no, Jason, they'd both be creepy. I get it. The black and white one's weirder looking. But a doppelganger's a doppelganger. Was this an unfinished doppelganger? You know what I just thought of? And this is one thing I love about doing this show, because things just pop in my head. This This might not make any sense, but she saw a black and white version of her mom. But we know, or at least Janet believes, that her grandma was haunting the house. And grandmas usually look like daughters. Question mark in my voice, because I'm not 100% sure. What if she was seeing her grandma? (laughs) Because she's so old, she's black and white. I don't know. Like, she's an old-timey photograph. I don't know. I I really don't have anything on this. And that, again, is why I love it so much. It is creepier. If you walked into your bedroom tonight to go to bed and you saw a ghost. You know what? Actually, here, 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 we'll do this. You walk in your bedroom. Tell me what's creepier. You walk into your bedroom and you see the ghost of a little girl with no eyeballs hiding in the corner of your room saying, he'll take your eyeballs too. Just like he took mine. And then she vanishes. Right? After after your massive heart attack. After somehow you call 911 while clutching your chest. The ambulance shows up. After all that, you go, okay, that was pretty creepy. <laughs> You're wearing like armored sunglasses. You're carrying around a sword. You're like, yeah, that was pretty creepy. <laughs> It's pretty creepy. I don't want to take my eyeballs out. But it looked like a little girl ghost. It's exactly what I expected a little girl ghost to look like. She was wearing a white lace dress with, like, it only, like, you can see her arms. You know how girls wear dresses, little girls wear spooky dresses? They, like, have the straps on them. <laughs> they're wearing, like, a little, they're going to the club. You know, like an old-timey dress is what I'm saying. But, like, they have exposed arms. A little lacy dress. <laughs> Why are you so fixated on the arms? I don't know. I'm trying to do theater of the mind, okay? Just imagine a little girl in a creepy little dress with stringy, maybe not stringy, well, straight black hair 
She looks like she does her hair, but she does have no eyeballs. She's like, hey, how's your hair look so good? I mean, your eyeballs are gone. She's like, ah, don't remind me. She looks like her hair is combed occasionally. But you know what I mean? She looks like a normal girl with no eyeballs who happens to be a ghost. Or you walk into your room, your bedroom, and you see a white sheet floating in the air with two eye holes cut in it. Like it's totally stereotypical ghost. And you first think it's like someone you know pretending to be a ghost because it looks so stupid. And then you realize there's no legs. You realize that it's actually a <laughs> it's a dirty sheet off your bed. It's all these it's all these gross stains. He's this is the only sheet I could find. The comforter was too heavy, so he's all has all these horrible stains on him and stuff. And he's floating there, and you're like, "Oh man, I probably should wash that sheet just in case, it's in case it gets possessed." And it's floating there, and it goes. And no, actually, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't say anything because I can't think of anything creepier. I can't think of anything creepier than what the little girl said. Tell me what's scarier. Because the little girl, you could look at it and go, that is a ghost. That's a ghost. And while it says something creepy, it totally fits my idea of what a little girl ghost looks like. The second one is so ridiculous. It's just a floating sheet. Even if it didn't say anything. Here's the other thing. You can never tell anybody the second story. People would laugh at you. People would laugh in your face if you said, like, hey, man, I came home last night and a sheet was floating in the corner of the room with two eye holes cut in it. And it was, it was, it was the cleanest sheet. It was the cleanest sheet you'd ever seen. Just flowing there. No nacho cheese stains. Nothing. <laughs> just, just chips are crumbling off of it. It's all making all these noises. You wouldn't be able to tell anyone about it. It's You wouldn't be able to tell anyone about it. I would argue it would be creepier. I think a black and white ghost... <laughs> I totally forgot about the black and white ghost. Right now you're listening to this podcast with your eyes closed. You're like, ah, don't take my eyes. Is this a cursed episode? <laughs> Am I going to get my eyes taken out? You're like, I totally forgot about the black and white mom thing. I was also pretty kind of preoccupied with the coming race war. And then you're like, oh, let's talk about a ghost. Let's find some random story. Like, Jason, I'm terrified. This this episode's... I'm getting my eyeballs ripped out. Oh, anyways. Uh, the black and white ghost. It's creepy because it's so weird. I've never come across anything like it before. And that does make it unbelievably odd. It, it's not just a footnote in the paranormal. Even though it did kind of pop up ran, randomly at the end of this episode. I think this will be one of those stories. This will be one of those stories that I now want to start looking for other versions of this. Other versions of ghosts or the paranormal that's not color corrected for reality. Because there really is something happening here. There's a mechanism. There's a reason why it's black and white. And... Let's find out why. Like, this is one of those things. Like, there has to be other cases out there like this. I, I have, I mean, like, we've come across aliens that were, like, yellow, like a yellow beam or a yellow light. But this seems so much more different than that. 
Maybe it's a one-off story. Maybe we'll never find anything like this again. Knowing me, I might have covered something like this 500 episodes ago. (laughs) And it just got lost in my mind. But it's possibly this is one of not many encounters, but more than one encounter. And maybe we'll find out what could be behind this because again it's just one of those weird pieces of that paranormal puzzle that we're always piecing together and i don't think the puzzle will ever be solved i don't think it will ever come to any grand conclusion i don't think there is a way to solve it we just fill in a small piece of the puzzle and then the rest of the borders go on forever like we'll always be on this but it's the journey and it's the journey we're taking together and that's one of the things i love so much and also you know i want to end this episode too by saying this has been my birthday week and i've had fun doing these episodes like for a brief moment i thought you know maybe i should take my birthday off you know because the show does obviously there's a lot of work that goes into the show almost 25 30 hours a week to put together these five episodes and for a brief moment i thought oh that'd be kind of cool if i took my birthday off october 4th and didn't have to do an episode and i thought that would be like not having birthday with my friends like to not put out and you're like jason you did that last year i don't know maybe i did i don't remember i don't remember when i took breaks but i thought it would be nice to have a day off to just relax but i go that would be the same thing as calling up my friends and being like i don't want you to come over it's my birthday i want to celebrate it alone it just didn't make sense there was that brief moment i go maybe i'll have a short week but i was like no that's dumb like I love doing this show. Sometimes it gets really hard. Sometimes I start to get burned out. I'm not going to lie, but that's why I take my two week breaks. I'll have one coming up at the beginning of November and, um, you know, get back in the zone and be back here with you guys. Cause I love it. So five years doing the podcast. I've been doing it since I was 42 years old. I turned 47 on October 4th and I'm glad I was able to keep putting out episodes for you, putting out episodes in the future. You guys have an awesome weekend. Expendables 4 is still in the theater. Check it out. If you want or not, you don't have to. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm so glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend. <laughs>